The problem today is uh, believers or people who call themselves Christians. This is a huge crowd. One Jesus. And there are so many interpretations. So many groups. And everyone has his own ideas. And everyone thinks he is right. While everyone else is wrong. So, thank God we have the word. Just imagine, if we didn't have this word, what would we do? So, we need to check everything. Everything. Is it according to the scriptures? So before we go into the word, uh, can you, uh, I just want to do, you to do little mathematics. Can you uh, write down how many pages are there in your Bible? Yeah, just look and write it down. Each one, his own Bible, total, including old and new. Old plus new. How much is it total? Total old and new. Now I want you to multiply that number with 1. 1.5. 18? How much? 23,000. She says 23,000. Yeah, but you have to use your number. My number is 1890. You haven't Why I asked you to calculate, you need to understand one simple thing. You know the book in your hand? It costs how much? 1,890 Canadian dollars. And how much did you pay for it? 40 dollars. Why I'm saying, why I multiplied 1.5 Canadian dollars, it takes that much money to print one page. You see, this page is so thin and this page's paper is just produced for the Bible only. So the book that you have in your hand is costing 1,890 Canadian dollars and you and I, we just pay 40 to 60 dollars. Why? Who paid the rest? Who did it? The Bible Society is not printing it for free. They, they need money. Who paid it? People like you and me, we give money to the Bible Society. And with that money, what are they doing? Printing it and giving it to us for how much? Free in many countries. Right? No. Now the question is, why is God giving his word so cheap to me. What's costly, my phone or the Bible? Conrad. My Apple phone or this one? <coughs> How much did you pay for the phone? But then after all, once the contract is over, how much is the phone? It's around three to four hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's four hundred, and this is. But I take more care of my phone, and hardly value his word. 
why he gave me his word so cheap it's free in one way right why can you take hebrews chapter 12 verse 5 Hebrews 12 verse 5 I want someone of you to read uh, uh, you have a german bibles also no we have some but we're not using it yet. okay so english you have romanian yeah hebrews chapter 12 verse 5 Yeah. can anyone read out loud and ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children my son despise not thou the chastening of the lord nor faint when thou art rebuked of him is this my father speaking yes speaking to whom us or me when i read when i open the scriptures Am I reading the letter written to the Hebrews or am I reading God's word for me? How do I take it? There's a problem there. Many people think that it is written to the Hebrews. Hebrews. No. Yes. When the Hebrews are reading it, it's for the Hebrews. But when I am reading it, it's for me. So here what is my father saying? What is he saying? Yes brother, once again can you read it? What's your father saying? And you have forgotten the exhortation. Just stop. What does it mean? This morning what is my father saying? What the exhortation that speak which speaketh unto you as So my father when I take this book It's my father talking to me as he is talking to his children right almighty god the creator of the universe he is talking to me as i am his child right next what's the next word that's just stop what is he calling me this morning is there a meaning in that you are a sister right but what is god calling you daughter does god have daughters does god have sons and daughters or does he have only sons sons of god what is he calling you yes we are heirs but what is he calling you son why because i am his heir can you can you this morning can we just stop and just meditate on that one word my son there are so many issues in our life so many things but this morning what is he calling me is that enough is that enough the creator of the universe is calling me son and then that's where the problem starts i don't think i am his son i think i am his child there is a difference between child and son is there a difference what's the difference Son is so this morning am i still a child or a son brother daniel this morning am i still a child if you look at yourself as a child this morning expect some spankings for good you understand if you still still count yourself as a is it not time for me to walk as a 
sun, walk as a hare, walk as the friend of God. But how am I walking? Jonathan, still as a child. Or somewhere in between. And then if you are still a child, read what's next. Yes, brother, can you read? My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. So, God does chasten. God does rebuke. Why? What's the reason? Just read that verse on your own and then tell me. Why there is chastening? Why there is rebuke? Hmm? You just read that verse on your own and then tell me. Did you get something? Why there is chastening? Because we are children. And because we are children, what happens? We forget. Because we have a problem with the memory. So to make us remember things, what does the father do? He chastens. It's not because he wants to hurt us. We have a problem with the memory. We don't remember things. So to make us remember, what does he do? He chastens. And it says, chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked. And then, for whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. And, what's the next word, Brother Reuben? What do you mean by scourge? Chastening, rebuke, and then scourging. What does that mean? Will it pain hard? Will it? Why? And when it pains, what do we do? We tell everyone to pray for me. Is it true? And then we say, we need fellowship. Yeah, we need everyone to pray for me. Why? My father is? And then we go on a fantasy trip. We think it's not the father. He's so good. It's the devil doing it. Right? So we bring in brother devil. Because we can't accept a father scourging. So as why I took this word, the coming of our Lord is very do we want to go Conrad a simple question Sister Yonela want to go or you want him to just come here came all the way from Vancouver set up things now getting used to this place Brother Daniel will you eagerly pray Lord come soon not a hypocritical prayer do you want to go when he comes we want to go when he comes but before he comes do I <laughs> some, days. some days not always it's a fact see that's a fact we know He is coming, right? And are the signs saying? Clear signs that it's time for us to go. To give you an illustration. See, my, uh, suppose I am I'm flying from here to Vancouver. The flight is at 9 in the morning. So what time should I be there at the airport? You tell me. Fort St. John. One hour at least. One hour at least means uh, uh, usually it's two hours because of all the security check and all. So I have to be there by nine. What time I have to be there? Seven. So what time should I leave from Milligan Creek? Six. And six I'm supposed to leave and it's 6.30 and I'm still in my bed. Will I catch the flight? 
I sense his presence. So God looks at me as his son, as his head. Can you turn with me to Genesis chapter 1, uh, not chapter 1, chapter 2, sorry. Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. Yeah, 18 onwards, 18 to 22. Can anyone read? And the Lord God said, It is not good that a man, that a man should be alone. I will make him and help me. And out of the ground the Lord formed every beast in the field. Never followed the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found and help me for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And he slept and he took one of the ribs and closed up the flesh thereof and instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. Verse 23 up to 25. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of, out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and the, and the wife, and they were not ashamed. Usually we read these scriptures at the time of marriage, but this is a marriage or the married life is a shadow for the reality. This is a very deep, uh, what do you call, a deep mystery. It's not a mystery, but it's a fact. But we need to understand the deep spiritual meaning. So now we look at Adam. God created him out of dust. So when God creates Adam, where is Eve? Is she there or not? When God creates Adam out of dust, where is Eve? Is she there or not? She's not formed yet. Think and tell me. Jeremy. She's there. Look at this man, Adam. The first man. Is he like us? Is Adam like us? Yes? No. No. He had <clears throat> Look at this man. Is he like us? Extra ribs. He has all the twelve ribs. When we are born, men have how many? We are eleven. So where was Eve? Where from where did God take Eve? He took her out from Adam. Is it true? Yes. So when God made Adam, one simple thing, He could have created him with just eleven. Right? He could have just created him with eleven ribs. Didn't he know that it's not good for man to be alone? Did he realize it after he saw man? Is it a mistake? So look at the eternal God who knows everything and he makes man with how many ribs? Twelve. And then he says, it's not good for him. So he takes her out from Adam. And then when Adam looks at her, what does he say? What does he look at her and say? This is now? This is me. Yesterday we were talking and simple thing. Can I look at my wife as me? Uh, can the wife look at her husband and say, that's me? Uh, what we say, that's you. 
That's where the problem starts. Is it true? It's hard, but the fact is, when you're looking at your husband, when you're looking at your wife, you're looking at whom? Looking at whom? Brother Ruben. It's hard to, for us to accept that. We say, no, that's not me, that's you. But the fact is, that's... And if I accept that, all the problems are solved. And Adam says, that's bone of my bones. Same way, I'm just using that as an example, as a shadow. That's a shadow. Just like God took Eve out of Adam, you know, before he set the ball rolling, there was something inside the heart of God, the mystery, that Paul says, now it is revealed. And what was that mystery? The church. He set the whole thing up. For whom? For the church. Church means you and I. You and I means his bride. Or in other words, God is calling you what? Just like Adam called Eve, bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. Can you imagine God calling you bone of my? Is it true? Is Christ coming for a bride? We call Christ. Whom do we call him? If we are the bride, who is he then? Do you understand the meaning? Why I am calling him the bridegroom? Because I am the... And has he been gracious in the New Testament or has he been gracious from day one? Okay. From day one, that's the reason we worship him. Why? We can't understand. You, you created me out of nothing. Can you imagine? Can you just sit and meditate? Out of nothing, He created me. And does He know who I am? Does He know everything? Does He know everything? Yes. And is that enough? And He calls me? Son. <coughs> he is looking at me as what? Bone of my bones. That's me. That's the reason he hung on the cross. If he didn't love us that much, there was no need to promise Adam, the seed of the woman shall come. We give up, but thank God he has not given up on me. Is he worthy of praise? Is he worthy of worship? When we are in his presence, what can we say? We don't have words. We don't have words. He saw everything. When we say God is eternal, what does it mean? Well, Daniel, is He eternal? What does that mean? Well, Jonathan. No beginning and no end. Just explain. You say God is eternal. So what do you want me to understand from that? He has no ending. That's all. And no beginning. Yeah, no beginning, no ending. Eternal. Eternal. Sister Yanela. He just is. He's always there. He's, he is. We are here. That's omnipresent. He's always there with me. But what do you mean by eternal? Brother Daniel. He's the same. He's not changing. No, that's unchanging. I am asking eternal. He's not within the bounds of time. That's infinite. <laughs> I want you to come up eternal we, we usually say words but we don't realize what it means eternal it's never ending it's eternal that's all or maybe there's more he words. encompasses everything he's everything he's God like it's I don't know it's impossible to explain it 
simple thing you know eternal what it means simple we have a past we have a present and we have a future we live within time but does god have a past does he have a future eternal means for him everything is present can you imagine that before abraham was i am for him for me my tomorrow is or my 12 o'clock is future has he seen my tomorrow or does he know my tomorrow ha- can you understand has he seen my tomorrow or does he know my tomorrow he knows my thoughts so far no i'm just asking has he seen my yes. seen our tomorrow yes eternal means he saw my tomorrow for me it is future for him it is now can you be relaxed can you throw away all your cares because he saw my for me it is we are worried because we have a future he is at ease because for him the future is present right the struggle begins when i say i plan things for his for my future can i just pray lord thy will be done we make plans god doesn't have plans he has his schedule you understand the difference there is a difference between plans and schedule the other day we were talking to sister yonela bought all the goods from and when she was bringing she was looking at them i am going to raise them up she had no clue that after a few days she'll pack them off to hey it was a year it wasn't a few days come on but then after one year where are they poor fellows <laughs> slaughtered not slaughtered where are they they're in fort simpson now they're in fort simpson poor goods but i'm just giving you an example why we don't know about tomorrow and we are so crazy we don't live in our today we want to live in our tomorrow and we go through all those tensions has he written cast all your cares upon me because i why is he caring for me he looks at me as what not as child but as born of my a small ch- small example when god is going to destroy sodom and gomorrah you know what he tells how will i hide this from whom okay can you read that portion genesis Where is it written? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can read that portion. <coughs> Chapter eighteen, verse seventeen. Genesis eighteen, verse seventeen. A hundred. Can you read? And the Lord said, "Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do?" Just stop. Did Abraham ask him anything? Does Abraham know that Sodom is going to be destroyed? No. But look at the heart of God. He says, "Shall I hide?" Does God have to tell Abraham? is he under any obligation but look at him opening his heart telling in man named abraham who has been committing so many mistakes abraham is not perfect is he 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 is just like us 
He is a person who has been committing mistakes and still God says, shall I hide it from him? So from them, from that what do we understand? Look at the heart of God. He wants to talk so many things with me concerning others. But I am so self-centered. I am only looking at myself and I miss out on that relationship. You understand? Why I don't enjoy the relationship? Because I am always focused on myself. Can I look at him as my friend? It's high time. We have played enough being kids. It's time for us to be. Yes, there are issues. We have family issues, health issues. Who doesn't have it? Everyone has. But can I start looking at that problem as a grown-up instead of looking at it as a is it true? We had enough time looking at it as a child murmuring, grumbling, irritated. It's time for us to look at that problem as a grown-up, looking at it as a challenge. Then life becomes interesting. That's the reason many times he doesn't answer our prayers. He says, I want you to change your glasses. The numbers have changed, right? We have our glasses and the optometrist says we have to visit him once in six months, get our eyes checked. Why? The glasses need to be same way God wants me to change my glasses. Glasses means the way I look. For me many times the picture is not sharp. Because I am growing up. Is it true? So as I feed on the word, what am I supposed to do? Start looking at things in a matured way. So here, God is looking at us as bone of his bones, flesh of his flesh. So, Let's turn to, uh, can you read this verse, Matthew, Matthew chapter 24 verse 42. Yeah, can anyone read? Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. Mm -hmm. no Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord does come. So here the scriptures, God wants us to be on the watch. Along with that, can you read First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 7 and 8. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that are drunk, are drunk in the night, verse 8. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. So here the scripture says we need to be sober. Plus, First Peter chapter 4, verse 7. 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 7 Can someone read? For the end of all things is at hand Be near therefore sober and watch on prayer So What does this The word sober mean? Brother Daniel Sober Watch Pray Three things The end is near so what does God want us to do now? 
sober can mean several things. Mm -hmm. Yes, for example, God wants us to be not serious, not uh, uh, drinking, mm -hmm. and the other one is serious. Yeah, not drinking means uh, it's not time for us to fantasize, live in our own fantasy world, face reality. When you get drunk, what happens? You are in a different world. Sober means, can we face the reality? Sober, and then what's the other word? Watch. So the problem today is, we don't want reality. We want to live in a fantasy. So when problem comes, when issues come in our life, are you happy or are you upset? Do you want problems? Brother Ruben, do you want problems in your life? Issues in your life? So what do you want? A problem-free life. Right? There should be no issues in my life. Everything should be comfortable. Everything I do should be... Do we get irritated when things don't work? I have a flat tire. Do you get irritated? Yes or no? Maybe not irritated, but... Why? The things comes out. We don't like it. See, I'm just looking at our basic human nature. We don't want issues. We just want everything to work perfect. But then how am I going to become mature? If I have to become mature, I need to face all these issues, right? And these issues are going to bring the best out of me. Is it true? No? no? These issues are going to show me who I am. But I don't want to see any of that. I just want to feel I am good. I am perfect. Even if you are not committing any mistakes, are you perfect? Even if you are not committing any mistakes. Conrad, are you perfect? We have to grow to perfection, right? He wants us to be perfect. He wants us, but we are not perfect. That's why He wants us to grow up. So all these issues are a part of the growing up process. So what does God want me to do is, can I stop living in a fantasy world? Be sober. Sober means can I be serious? And he says, watch. What does watch mean? What does watch mean? Alert. Be alert. Alert means? Just, just can we explain that word? I am asking you to explain. God wants us to be? The scripture says, watch therefore. So does God want me to step out of my house? What am I supposed to do? For you know not what are your Lord does? Come. So in these days, what am I supposed to do? So can, can I look? I'm just showing you these pictures so that you can get to know something. I have to go to the airport. Can I just sit there and look at the watch? Is it going to help? But do I need the watch? What for? What's the watch telling me? Rush. Rush. But what we do, I say, I just stop and sit there and look at the watch. It's not going to help. So when I look at all the things that's happening around me, it's time for me to get up and do something. So, just to give you an example, have you seen this eagle? You have, few of them here. 
the eyes of the eagle are eight times sharper than us eight times magnified it can see a small mouse 1.5 kilometers far that's how sharp it is and i just showed you this picture what is the eagle looking at any moving thing it's keenly looking at things around is it true now look at us i'm just talking about our eyesight it's time for me to go and what am i doing i'm not keenly looking at the things around me i'm just focusing on one thing myself my family you'll miss the rapture you'll miss the scripture says watch you understand how serious it is i am just looking at myself my family but it's time for me to look keenly at what's happening around why are you keenly looking because it's time for me to go it's not the time for me to just sit back and relax we have relaxed a lot is it true we have relaxed a lot now what am i supposed to do is i need to start walking walking means practicing my faith and i have no excuse i cannot make an excuse one step forward and two steps back aha uh -huh. i can't and can we walk brother ruben can we walk yes. walk means practice my faith practice my the problem is i believe many things but when my walk comes my walk doesn't prove my faith that's where the contradiction comes so on the watch means daniel it's not the time for for you to be comfortable let's walk let's practice our faith let others see let my neighbors let the walmart guys let them see faith being demonstrated is it true but what am i praying now is it time for us to change our prayers what am i praying only concerned about myself this is not the time for us to look at ourselves it's time for us to look at others has god provided all our needs yes no yes more than what we need yes more than what we need so watch means time is closing so just show you an example when jesus was about to go and the cross and all those things the disciples showed him the beautiful temple and it took 46 years for king herod to repair it it's a beautiful temple looking at that temple what did jesus say what did he say looking at the temple you see all these stones one a day is coming not one stone but when jesus is saying those words it's hard for the disciples to accept it you think this thing we took 46 years and you think this will fall why did jesus say that because he knew that's what he saw it and he says don't live in your fantasy man don't live in your fantasy the illustrate can you connect it with john saying the axis laid 
And then the parable, the owner, the husband, the, the, uh, there is a fig tree in the middle of the vineyard. And they say, it doesn't be a fruit. And he says, can you give me one year? And if it doesn't be a fruit, then cut it off. So the Jews are relaxed. They say, we have the law. We have the prophets. We have everything. And you tell us that this temple is going to be destroyed. We can't believe it. We can't accept it. That's how they took. But can you see this today? This is 2017. Still, they don't have the temple. AD 70, the temple was destroyed. And it's been 2000, it's 2017. How many years now? Still, they have not been able to build that temple again. That's why Jesus said, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words. So, when we take the word lightly, but you need to understand, God doesn't take his word lightly. He said it, he means it. So, I need to take his word very seriously. Why? So, can you? And he spake to them a parable. That's Luke 21, 29 to 33. Behold a fig tree. And all the trees, when they, when they now shoot forth, you see and know of your own selves that summer is now nigh at hand. So likewise, ye when ye see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. Really I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not. He said, this generation shall not pass away. What does that mean? Jesus ascended upon high. Which year? This is 2017. Can you tell me, when did Jesus go up? 33. So, AD 33? When was he born? When did he come down? 480. 480? No, I'm not too sure. I've never studied it. But anyway, around 30 years. Is he a historical fact or is it a myth? Is it true? It's BC 4, not AD. BC 4 or 6 because it's not exact. Usually people say it's BC 4. Then you add 33, it's AD. 29. That's a historical fact. AD 29. Just stop and think. AD 29 he says this. And he says this generation shall not pass away. Exactly AD 70. The temple is gone. The temple is destroyed. After how many years? Can you reduce 70 from 20, 29? Just 41 years. And he said, this generation shall not pass. Those who heard Jesus speaking these words, those who attended his seminars, those who ate the food he gave, and the disciples who walked with him, they were alive when they saw their temple being knocked down. And when he said it, they couldn't believe it. And he just said it because he, he is the one who is allowing those things to happen. So, well, why, am, why are we looking at these things? Can we take the word, what is said, as a fact? So, when you look at this thing, now, what does it mean? Do you have to go to school to know about this? No. This one? Spring is coming, it doesn't matter. Are you excited? Are you excited? Definitely. One small leaf and it's time for Jeremy to get ready. Right? And when you look at this, 
something is done. What does it mean? Conrad? You looked at these words up there. What does it mean? Something? So, without going to school, even an uneducated person, you know how to read the signs. That's what Jesus meant. You understood many things by observing many things. No one has to come and shake you up and say, get ready. Because you know, it's time for us to go. But many of us are so deep in slumber. Jesus said, behold the fig blooms. One interesting fact. The nation of Israel, 2018, May 15th, they are celebrating May 14th because they, uh, they, they, they announced their independence on May 14th. But May 15th is they got their independence. They are celebrating their 70 years. Next year. Next year. Is number 7 significant? Mm -hmm. That nation is celebrating its? Yeah. What does that mean for us? I am not saying Jesus is coming today or this year. We can't say. But we can say one simple thing. We have relaxed enough. It's time for us to? You're praying, Lord, heal. And God has not answered that prayer. So what do I pray now? What do I pray now? For healing or pack up my bags? Is it true? So why all these signs? Now, I'm just showing, uh, as believers, can you look at this picture? Can you see what's happening around the world? As, as sons, as sons, how do you look at these pictures? We don't look at the world the way the world looks at the world. We can't. Because who are we? Hairs, sons, friends. But you know what? I'm least bit interested what's happening around. Is it not sad? If you are a son, if you are a son, if you are a hair, if you are the bride, the way you look at these things is different from the way the world looks. You understand these? Could you imagine Mr. Trump? <clears throat> Could you imagine? Even in your wildest dreams? And Mr. Putin? He has been there, he has seen four US presidents and he is still there. Yes, he was the president when Clinton was there, when George Bush was there, Obama was there, and now Trump, and he's still the same. God changed the presidency here, but he has not shaken Russia. Next, can you see all those ISIS? You heard of ISIS? the mess the world is in, the poverty and all those things. So when all of this, that's what Jesus says, when you see all of this happening, wars, rumors of wars, famines, pestilence, what does it mean? It's time for us to go there. Where are we going? going to heaven because there is a mansion for me 
I am tired of life and I am going to sleep for eternity. <laughs> or Sister Yonela will play the piano for ever. And we all will be singing for Brother Daniel. Singing for how long? <laughs> Forever. Yeah, for people that's, that's, that's what they think. Yes, eternity is there. But God, the creation. Can you read Romans 8? Can you open Romans 8? Verse 18, 19, 18 onwards. Romans chapter 8. I'll read it. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation waited for the manifestation of the... So why is the creation waiting for? <coughs> Sons of God. Next. For the creation has made, was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but for reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope. Thus the creation itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption unto the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. So when we are relaxed, what's the creation doing? It's groaning. What is the creation saying? How long? It's waiting for whom? Sons of God manifestation. So, you need to understand one simple thing. I'm just, I'll, I'll give you a break now. The day Mr. Trump was declared the winner, till that time, Hillary Clinton and Mr. Trump, they were both called candidates. And President Obama was the president. But that night, moment it was declared that he has won, he is no more the candidate. Who is he then? <coughs> President-elect. That's number eight. He didn't become the president. He won the election. And once you win the election, what happens? All the security detail that Hillary had moved towards whom? Mr. Trump, because he is the president-elect. But then, Obama is still the president. But now, whom is the world looking at? Mr. Obama or Mr. Trump? Mr. Trump. He is not the president yet. It's January 20th. But then, he is the one running the show from the moment he wins the... Is it true? He starts working as... He is not the president. He is just the president-elect. But he starts walking as the same way. Are we president-elects? Yes or no? Are we president-elects? Sons of God means the kings who are going to Rain. The creation is waiting for whom? Scripture says, manifestation of the? Why? They are the ones who will rule righteously. The creation is groaning. So it is time for us to start acting as or start walking as whom? Kings. Are we kings? Yes or no? Yes. But what does walking as kings mean? Buy a limousine? A million dollar home? That's how many think. They say we are kings so we need a plane. Because we can't pray on the ground. And we want people to look at us as, as kings. Kings is not your outward show. King is who you are. King means one who reigns in his life. One who rules. So the creation is waiting for the kings. So what am I supposed to do is be responsible. Stop grumbling.
Well, what is our favorite pastime? What do we do? Worrying. Grumbling. Blaming. And can we stop that? But one in interesting thing, if we stop all of that, life will become boring. <laughs> because we enjoy worrying. We enjoy thinking. And when we tell people, don't stop, just stop worrying, they say, then what do you expect us to do then? We have nothing else to do. <laughs> Is it true? We stop worrying, we are jobless. Because we are so used to. Is it true? So I am going to give you a break. This first session, what are we looking at? It's time for us to be serious concerning our life. The creation is looking at us. And how does my creator look at me? Born of my son. You are my son. That's why we got this Bible for free. Because you are my... Just give me those coins that you have in the pocket. Rest someone else will give. But I am giving you this book because you are my son. So now we'll take a break.